Hey, Remington, have you noticed lately that businesses, they do the same thing over and over again? Yeah, it happens all the time. And sometimes you ask them why, and they're like, because? Yeah, I don't get it. And there's this thing, like, do you do you ever feel like people are just growing blindly? All the time. Yeah, and I think that there's a way that we can grow smart. That's really what we're going to talk about. But let's go ahead and get into this. Are you immersed in a sea of business advice and education but not sure what to embark on first? Instead of adding to the ocean of information, we're here to help you navigate it like a pro. The Wayfinding Growth Podcast will help you take a deep dive into new actionable strategies, tools, and tactics to help you grow. So start charting a course for business growth as you explore a better way to grow further, faster, with your hosts, Remington Begg and George B. Thomas. And we are back, and I'm super excited because this week's episode is all about the why, the how, the who of predictable performance improvement. Now, you might be, as a viewer, listener, think, what the heck is that? Well, stick around because you're going to find out. We're going to be talking to the man, the myth, the legend, the one, the only, Pete Caputa from Databox. So, hey, it's all hands on deck. Let's hoist the sails and set a course for your company's growth voyage. Remington, how excited are you today? Dude, I'm pretty stoked. I mean, me and Pete go way back, and and then Databox is so much fun. So I'm just really excited to talk about the, all this goodness that's about to happen. So today, I'm super excited to welcome you, Pete, into uh, the Wayfinding Growth Podcast. This is going to be fun to let all our listeners and viewers learn a little bit more about you. But first, before we get started, who are you? Um, talk a little bit about your journey of what brought you here and where you're planning on going personally and professionally. Wow, how long I got for that? Forever. Hey. Forever. Let's so go. That, also, I'm excited to be here as well. I think uh, the two of you make a hell of a combo. I'm glad you guys have, have uh, hooked up, started working professionally together. Uh, and I'm specifically excited for this conversation because uh, Impulse is, is such a power user of Databox. Uh, and um, kind of teasing or really pre-launching uh, what we're about to launch, which is this methodology Ooh. around predictable performance. Uh, so I've I've been CEO of Databox now for a little more than a year and a half. Before that, I spent uh, nine years at HubSpot. Uh, before that, I had my own little uh, software company, but in reality, we were a marketing agency, marketing services company because uh, no one, the software is too complicated to use. So we kind of use it on their behalf and ended up like building websites, uh, doing SEO, doing email marketing, doing uh, event marketing, which is really the core of, of our software. Uh, and so I've been doing this internet marketing stuff for about 20 years now. Uh, and what I've seen is there are so many different ways that you can really drive performance of your business via internet marketing uh and most companies are doing the literally the same thing they did several years ago um and it, and it still works like you're still improving their performance gradually uh but they're really missing out on an opportunity to to more predictably uh improve metrics faster uh and so that's what we're that's what we're focused on here uh going into the end of the year here in 2018 Remington, I'm Sweet. super excited. We're talking to another OG. This is like back-to-back OGs in the space. Oh, man. Right. Yeah, Cancel in, I saw in the last episode, right? David Cancel? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Drift, formerly HubSpot as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. it here's the thing. We could probably here's just do episodes for like the rest of our life on previously uh worked at HubSpot employees in companies moving forward. Just so there's actually yeah. a, 
a tweet thread going on. Joe Jerome from Brand Builder uh, Solutions started it the other day. He was like listing all the CEOs that uh, formerly worked at HubSpot, and it got I think it got up to like twelve twelve companies. Plus, then there's like five or six more CMOs uh, that that kind of came out of HubSpot as well. So yeah, there's uh, Brian cool. always had that vision. Actually, I don't know if you've ever heard this story, but for years he'd stand up at company meetings and and show this chart of all of the um, former executives from Parametric Technologies Corporation, PTC, where he kind of grew his career. And he showed all of the companies that they ran, which was a very impressive group around Boston of of tech companies and beyond Boston as well. Uh, And so he always talked about how he wanted HubSpot to be this incubator of talent that would go on to build, uh, you know, many more uh, businesses in and around around Boston. Yes, that's um, you know, that's something that is pretty apparent when you start to see it. The, you know, the 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 culture, it's it's something to be said about the HubSpot culture too that's kind of like exuding this this momentum. So it's really neat to really neat to see and witness especially being around HubSpot for as long as we all have. So, uh bittersweet but cool at the, at the same time. <laughs> cool. The uh, so the first section that we get into here, um, and thank you for that awesome intro. The is navigational instruments. So what we want to talk about today is just like wayfinders have charts, compasses, chronometers. We want you to have the right tools to navigate uh, your teams to, to, for success. So the tools of the week. Let's talk about predictable performance improvement and like what tools do you have to have uh, in order to make that kind of thing happen. Oof. I think it depends a lot on um, the activities that you're doing, right? If you're doing video marketing, you need some kind of video marketing tool, whether that's Wistia or Vidyard or 23 or just YouTube, right? You need something there. Um, If you're doing social organic stuff, right, you're probably going to do the big three. If you have more visual product, you're going to use Pinterest. Um, You know, if you're doing ads, you probably start with that Google ads and Facebook ads, maybe Twitter, LinkedIn, et cetera. Uh, you have a website, right? You're going to use some kind of analytics tool there, such as Google Analytics, maybe HubSpot uh, as well. Uh, and so it just keeps going and going. Like by the time you list off all the things that you might use in your marketing, sales, and service, I think most companies are in the high single digits, if not you know double digits for, for slightly bigger companies. And, uh, you guys have a heck yeah. of a stack. I know you probably use yeah. – like, it would probably take you another 10 minutes to list off all the tools that you, you use. Yeah. So, so that's interesting. So you're talking about all the things where all these metrics live, but like, so let's bring it back to like, how do you actually start the the concept of like performance improvement? Like what, what in your mind has to happen? Cause we've got all these different tools and I think we have a list, we have a going list in Slack right now. It's like 36 different tools in our, in our right. stack yeah. that we're touching at least once a week. So, right. so on your side, on your side, like how do you tile those in for that predictable performance? Yeah, so you know the answer to this, right? Um, yeah. And actually, and part of part of the problem is that data is all over the place, so you got to pull it together. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously at Databox, that is what we do. That is like how we uh-huh. help companies. And so we use Databox. I know you use Databox, but yeah, we've we for just for our own business, we we use Google Analytics very heavily. We use HubSpot. Uh, we use Intercom. Uh, for in-app messaging and chat, uh, we use Help Scout for our, our help system. Uh, we're using Wistia. Uh, we're using we're using uh, YouTube. We use all the social social networks uh, to you know to push our content, interact with prospects. Um, 
you know, we have Mixpanel for analytics in our app. Uh, we have Stripe for our payments. Uh, yeah. I know, I know I'm missing, you know, 10 more. Uh, but it goes on sure. and on. So, so we pull all of that performance data into our system, you know, uh, in Databox, and that's exactly what agencies use this for us, right? And um, you know, I know you use HubSpot heavily, you're using Google Analytics, you guys are using Wistia and YouTube. Um, yep. I know you use social. I know you're heavy on the ad platforms. Uh, I think uh, we are about to launch. I know we are about to launch our Harvest connector, which you will be excited to use. I know you've been. I know you've been asking oh for gosh. that. So that's that's in progress. Um, so all that, once you get all that data into one spot, then you can actually start paying attention to it. Cause if you think about it, if you had to log into 36 different tools, um, to just to see how things are performing, um, you couldn't do it. You like, you'd spend all day doing that. And by the time you did all that, all that data would, and what you saw in there might be irrelevant because the next day you might change your strategy, right. in which case the following day you're going to log in. And, and, and that doesn't even count. Like you log into Google analytics, God bless you. If you know what you're doing in there. Um, but then <laughs> probably have to lo- like look at 10 screens in Google Analytics, right? Same thing with HubSpot. Now, HubSpot's yep. done a better job with dashboards, but still you're going to click in. You gotta, you're going to end up going back to your dashboard, different places. So to really drill in, it's, it's not easy. And so the way, Hubs- the way Databox works is that we, we identify those key KPIs, those key metrics uh, that are important out of each tool, and we automatically pull them out for you. Uh, and so you can literally drag them, drop, drag and drop them onto a dashboard, or just click them and 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 choose a dashboard that's already pre-built for you, uh, so that you can actually an individual human can monitor their data in a reasonable amount of time and effort. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Norm, normal humans uh, being able to understand the data because one of the things that I've always said, Pete, in our space is we need an interpreter, right? Like everybody talks about yeah. big data and analytics and they look at the numbers and they don't know jack of what it means or what they're supposed to do after they actually see those numbers. And I really like how simple Databox is to use, first of all, and then how it is just this visual display and kind of point you in the right direction. I will say, too, during that section, I felt like goes at the tony or the grammys or like it was like oh i know i'm forgetting somebody but of course you know my producer yuistia and my director like you know and so that was fun hey you know what else is fun is our marketing our website and our video audits that right that's right if you're trying to figure out what works for your company then go ahead and make sure you reach out to us at impulse creative hey that's how we do these shows we go ahead and do these audits we help you we help demystify how you can be successful and i'm sure we'll have a conversation about data box and being able to visualize your data as well pete we're moving into the section that is charting your course and of course it's not really your course because your course is awesome dude but the course of the companies that are watching and viewing this episode and i'm really curious when it comes to this predictable performance uh, improvement who needs to be the captain of the ship like at the helm making sure that they're heading in the right direction looking at the right things uh, it absolutely needs to be the leadership team um, that drives it and understands the importance of it and and coordinates it. Um, the whole company needs to be involved, right? You, what you don't want is to set up a system where the bosses say, go do this, and everybody just jumps, right? You want your team to be engaged, and I think that's the whole 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 reason to have a methodology around – how you approach improving your performance. So if you want, I'll share the steps that we're about to roll out in this methodology. Um, so we, we look at it as five steps and like there are lots of systems out there that 
preach some of this stuff if you haven't read traction or the four disciplines of execution or metrics Ma- matter like those are great books and i and i have to give credit where credit's due like a lot of those concepts that 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 we're baking into our methodology kind of um are referenced in there we're doing it a little more diff- i think we have a different spin on it uh in that um most of those systems are very periodic whereas we're all about real time improvement but um, there's five big steps to the methodology we're about to roll out. First one is choosing or selecting your uh, key initiatives for the quarter. The second one is setting goals around those initiatives on a monthly basis. Uh, the third one is adapting your plan in a, we- in a on a weekly basis, so like being agile and actually looking at your data and making decisions. Uh, the fourth one is um, is constantly monitoring your progress. So like once you set those goals uh, and adapt that plan, you want to see is it making a difference, right? Is it making a difference on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Uh, and finally, it's share results as they happen. I think a lot of companies um, do this monthly reporting process. And by the time the good news is reported, it's two weeks late and everybody already knows. And by the time the bad news is reported, everybody's like, what the hell? Why didn't we know about this and fix this two weeks ago? Um, and so we're all about helping companies identify the wins and identify the potential uh, problems that are you know, causing performance to go sideways or, or off, off track. That's awesome. That's really great. So um, I, I love that. Where, where, where was this two weeks ago? Um, I've come across that a lot of time. And that's one of the things I think the clarity around the, the – um, you know, the projected path of your of your stats, especially when you can visualize is really important, too. So yes. so, Pete, when um, where do you think most companies are right now? I know earlier you mentioned a whole heck of a lot of different platforms, um, but where where are most companies at this point right now? Do you think? Yeah. Or in your well, opinion? our focus is um, small businesses for the most part, small mid-size. We have a few like a handful of Fortune 500s to use our software, but like. 90 some percent of our customers are on the smaller side and marketing agencies like literally half of our our customers are smaller marketing agencies uh and so we see a very wide range of of sophistication uh but for the most part companies are changing their strategy but maybe once a year uh like they're not they're not they're not in any way agile they're not really adapting to the data um, they're sending reports to bosses or clients as just like an activity they do at the end of the of a, of a month or a quarter mm. um, as a way to say, hey, we did work and it worked, right? They're not purposely sitting there saying, how can we maximize this performance? What new things should we try? How should we tweak this process? Uh, what parts, what things that we did over the last six months worked really well and how do we double down on those? Very few people are actually asking those questions and adapting uh, adapting their plan or strategy. Uh, so that's what I see. I don't know what you see. What do yeah. You so Pete, I'm super curious. Uh, and I would say that probably very much the same thing as we work with businesses. And that's why I think this next question is so vitally important. And I want you to envision, you know, I don't know if you drink Corona, but I love those Corona commercials where that's like the white sandy beach and the hot chick and the tiki hut and, and all that good stuff. I want you to think about like, um, where these businesses should journey. So you wake up one morning and this is what you visualize that businesses have finally arrived when it comes to this predictable performance improvement and understanding what they have to do with companies. Like what are they doing? What are they thinking? What are they saying and seeing in your mind? Um, I think like there, there's a, there's a, 
a simple step to this. It's it's literally whipping out your calendar and writing down the activities you need to do uh, in order to manage your business uh, into the calendar. I'm actually blocking out time. I think the first one that needs to be done um, is blocking off time before the end of the quarter for everyone on the in the company that's at least manager and above to actually sit down and write um, what it is they want to focus on for the following quarter. What are those maybe three things that they think that they can do that will drastically improve the performance of the company? And that list is going to be really long, but I think it's important to pick a, a small number depending on, of course, the number of resources that you have. Um, and so we do that every quarter at Databox, every department. I now have – we have six directors. Uh, there's a co- the co-founder and myself. So we have eight people that are thinking strategically about how we move the business forward. And every quarter, we're looking at what we did in the last quarter and look and 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 talking about what we're going to do in the following quarter uh, to really move the needle on the numbers. So I don't know if that answers the exact exact question, but I think that's the actionable tip that I'd give for anybody that feels like they want better control over over their uh, over their their performance of their business. Yeah. So I mean, so we actually. Um, I think in the world of digital marketing and like agency life, I think our cycles have to be quicker than quarterly to your mm-hmm. point. Most companies are doing this yearly. So we're, we're on a, on a 30 day cycle for, mm-hmm. for our marketing. So like all of our stats and data box show the last 30 days. So anytime, like I, I don't care about whether it's an up week or a down week, I care about a positive, you know, a positive increase across the board for stats. Yep. So if we yep. see a dip, then we need to know, like, wait, what's going on? Or vice versa, we see a spike. Let's let's own it. Let's make it happen. So, um, for me, for me to answer your question, Pete, it's it's clarity um, where companies need to be going. Like at any point, I can look up at any one of the data boards. So again, shout out to the tool just being super intuitive and easy. We've filtered out all the noise, and now what we've got are the things that we actually care about that influence other decisions. So um, that clarity is huge. And I know as CEOs. We can stay up all night wondering, like, wait, did that get done? Where, yep. where does this add, or how are we doing? That yep. kind of thing. Yep. Cool. Yep. Yeah, awesome. I think you guys are power users of our kind of anytime, anytime, anywhere access capabilities. You have TVs up on your office walls, yep. right, where you yep. can see your, see your stats and all that. Yeah, it's awesome. Yep. Cool. So now's the time for us to talk about our weekly show notes and monthly deep dive newsletter. So you got to make it super easy for us to see a little a little plus one in our data box dashboard for our newsletter subscribers. So every week we're going to send links to these tools that we talk about, free downloads, resources, and we're here to help you crush your company's success. So once a month, George and I even spend some time writing an email, and we'll put that together in regards to some of the highlights of all these episodes. So make sure you go to any one of the Wayfinding Growth pages. You can go to wayfindinggrowth.com and sign up today. You know what my highlight is, Remington? My highlight is that we have finally arrived on the shore of (laughs) Captain Killing It, where we get to talk about somebody who's either killing it in a good – I do love that. I'm not even going to do it twice today, but I do love that. <laughs> and we're going to talk about somebody who is hashtag killing it on the internet, either in a good way or a bad way. Pete, is there somebody when you think of business-wise or maybe social-wise, maybe the topic that we're talking about or, or not, like somebody that is either like, oh, man, that's super sad, or ooh, they're pretty awesome, that runs through your mind immediately? Uh, yeah, so uh, do you know ProfitWell? They're a, a SaaS 
mm-hmm. software as a service subscription um, reporting tool. Uh, yeah. The and obviously we do reporting and we integrate with our payment system, so I can report on our own numbers inside DataBox. But I also use ProfitWell. Um, it's a they have a free version of it, um, and so there's really no reason not to use it. Uh, they they also have several other paid sof- software offerings that they sell exclusively to SaaS companies. Uh, what I love about what they're doing is the consistency and the focus. Like because they only sell to SaaS companies, um, their content is all about software as a service. And there's just very like you would think, given the multi-billion-dollar industry, there there's very few companies publishing insightful content about how to grow your SaaS company. Uh, there's plenty of companies out there that target SaaS, but and they might do it in a little little area. But but uh, and the other thing is they do all these like video. They do a lot of video marketing. Um, and, uh, just like you guys do. And it's, it's very, it's very in, like insights packed with actual data and performance and, and, and how to do things and how to think about things. So I really think they're doing, doing yeah. a great job. Uh, so much so that like, even though it's SAS is SAS selling to SAS companies is not our focus. We are doing an integration with them. Um, because I just want to do co-marketing with them. <laughs> uh, it's just cool. like, they're fun. They're local. Um, and so, so it's, uh, so yeah, no, I think they're, they're crushing. Sweet. Awesome. So now we get to talk about the Bermuda triangle. So when we're talking about the Bermuda triangle here, what makes predictable performance improvement seem impossible for companies? Like, Okay, I want to get actionable, like, but what are what do they run into, or what are some like friction points that you typically see? I think the 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 big one is just a lack of understanding that data can really actually be used in, in near real time to make decisions that will okay. drive performance even higher than you expect. And so, I think most people that are running companies don't realize that that feedback loop, especially with internet marketing and, uh, you know, internet enabled sales, like there's such a tight and quick feedback loop there about what's actually working, um, that it's, 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 it's set up perfectly for, uh, improving and tweaking things over time. And so I don't think most people actually get that or maybe they do and they just don't know how to take advantage of it, but maybe they're so busy doing what they do or, you know, um, that they, they forget. It's interesting because a lot of the work we do is is helping agencies better show their value to clients, um, and I think uh, a lot of times it's the agency that's the impediment. Um, you know, we we have, as you guys know, we have a, a feature in the product that allows you to pick any metric that we can pull from those sixty-five plus tools and set a goal on it, and we'll show you like what a, a reasonable goal is based on your previous performance. And you can set it for a daily, a weekly, a monthly, quarterly, annual goal, whatever time period you want. Um, and then once you set that goal, like you can plot your performance against goal on a daily basis to see are we trending to hit our goal for the month or not. Uh, and we have the hardest time getting some agencies to actually do that. <laughs> uh, and and the and the blockage is that they they're afraid to ask their client what a good goal should be or even bring it up and saying, Hey, we should do this goal because they don't know what's going to happen. They don't know if they're actually be able to hit it. And they're so afraid of not, of not hitting the goal that they don't even bother setting it. 
we're having the conversation about it. Um, and I think that you know, I've seen companies on the other side of that who are really good at that. Uh, and, and every one of them has better retention. And, and some of them are amazing at growing, uh, growing the revenue per client that they get. And so I know that it works. I know we're on the right side right. of uh, truth and justice, not to mention that like the more work you do for a client and the more you hit their goals, the better better they're going to perform and all that's the right thing to do for the client. Um, so so I know we're on the right side there. It's just it's really uh, frustrating to get um, agencies to to just to have that conversation. Yeah, I think I think that candor of uh, this sucks or this doesn't, um, you know, this doesn't suck. And yeah. having an actual like target to go for is it can be a very uncomfortable thing in a lot of conversations I've had with agencies and companies for that matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you put it, you know, the what gets measured gets improved thing is a really big uh, testament that I kind of run by. Yeah. Um, and and I think that that can scare the crap out of people, especially if they're thinking on that monthly or yearly yeah. uh, cycle. Yeah. You probably see it where the pirate is actually more the client, right? Maybe they don't want to be accountable or they they don't want to have to worry about it, right? They got enough that they got to worry about. Yeah, so I think – and that's where I'm excited to hear about more about your methodology and everything because I think a lot of times um, people don't know what they don't know. And Mm -hmm. I know when we do our workshops or we'll we'll uncover – you know, we'll uncover their their Google Analytics traffic and realize that like organic is a really low number – versus where it should be, you know, north of 50%, for instance, like a simple pie chart would have told them that months ago. But because they're just looking at a hard number, and they're not referencing the previous period, it's it's one of those things that they don't really understand or know about. But the other side is, um, you know, it's it's essentially chaos when you think of what are all the metrics I should be caring about. Um, And I think sometimes the clients do run into, well, I don't even know what we should be like, or they're, or they're doing so well where they're lucky and they're in an up cycle. The up cycle isn't defined by making those decisions. It's like, yeah, this is working, mm-hmm. but you'll never even see the down cycle happening. So, yeah. So yeah. 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 But, uh, targets are scary because if you don't make them, then, you know, you feel like less of a, less of a man, but at the same time, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you also right. want to make sure less that you're of an accomplished to, person. You know, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, or, no, like, I get that. The, uh, um, yeah. And, and actually I saw like a headline somewhere, like people that set smart goals are less happy at work or something like that. So it's like, there's this yeah. anti-goal, uh, faction out there, um, too, that, uh, yeah. maybe they're the real pirates, but I don't think that's there a popular opinion. The, per- the participation trophies are probably yeah. the same people. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I got um, another question. You don't know this is coming. So I've been uh, I've been watching Databox for a while, and I've been really excited to kind of see the company grow as you came on as um, CEO, especially. So I know you guys hit a couple a couple metrics yourself in regards to growth over the past year and stuff like that. And um, from what I understand, it's, you know, it's true growth. You guys aren't like going out and getting crazy funding and you're like, you're actually building your customer base and you're growing like a lot of other companies are growing. Um, So do you mind sharing a little bit? Yeah. 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 Do you mind sharing, uh, do you mind sharing a little bit about that growth story and like some of the decisions that you made in order to make that happen? I think this is a nice little bonus that we could, uh, we could spin up in the episode. Yeah, so when I joined a little over a year and a half ago, um, the company had previously raised um, around four $4 million, a little less. Okay. Um, you know, there was still a bunch of cash in the bank, um, but they had also spent a good bit of it. 
Um, and there was a single like like teens in terms of number of customers. Like there were not many customers uh, at all. Um, the uh, and the the founder of the company had to actually let like the whole go to market team go like maybe six, eight months before I joined uh, and kind of reboot. And they, p- they pivoted away from like enterprise sales focus, um, really custom um, uh, building custom dashboards for enterprise uh, specifically around mobile more towards uh, SMB to a self-service model, much lower cost um, and uh, and, much more uh, bespoke or like, you know, uh, spe- serving a specific market, specifically marketing sure. marketers. Um, and so we built out of the box integrations uh, instead of like custom integrations like before. So, so it was a big change. Um, they had started to make some progress, but very early. Um, I raised uh, a bit of money um, as well when I joined from some of the HubSpot um, executives, a few uh, uh, seed stage oh, cool. type firms that invest in that. Not a whole lot. Um but enough to like give us two years uh, to kind of figure mm-hmm. things out. Um, and like, it, I literally started, it was just me um, shortly after two, two, we hired two people, one in marketing, one in customer success here. I did have help from the team uh, in uh, Slovenia, which is where the product team is. We also have the customer support team, most of the customer support team there now. Um, and so uh, I had to figure out like, you know, what would sell? Uh, literally like giving the software to people that I knew like you guys, right. And saying, Hey, would you, would you like try this out and tell me what you think you could use it for? And, and like, you know, exchange for feedback and a little co-marketing, like you can use it for a little while for free. And so we did that with like 20 agencies uh, for a few months. Um, Once we kind of had some success rates, produced some case studies, like we're able to, you know, to um, get a few hundred, like low hundred customers. I remember the hundred customer. It was a big milestone for us. Um, and, you know, at that point I started scaling up marketing. Um, uh, uh, one of the sales managers from HubSpot ended up joining us, um, of his own volition. I did not recruit him. Um, and, <laughs> uh, and so he's been, he's been selling. Uh, so we're at this point, we're up to 750 paying customers. Uh, it took Great. us a little more than a year and a half. Um, you know, it, it hasn't been a smooth line like perfect it's certainly not exponential exponential yet we've had some months where it's like woohoo and then some months where it's a little flat um sure you know we have a pretty small team so like you know if we're having a bad with my sales my one sales guy having a bad sales month like we have trouble right um you know we've we've added a lot of features to the product um you know i think as you know not everything works perfectly so we have some bugs we got to fix once in a while so like all those kind of growing pains that we've gone through i think we're through most of that uh, at this point, um, and you know, expect us to get closer to uh, closer to 1,300 or so customers by the end of the end of the year, um, based Sweet. on based on our growth rate. So, um, and and also hit cash flow break even. Um, so uh, that's the that's our goal for the end of the year, which is which is unusual and, and somewhat rare for our early stage startup. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, what I'll say about uh, that section, um, what I want to say about that section is when you said growth is not a straight line, I really want the people who are watching this and listening to understand like that fact because I think there's this perception of like, hey, I'm going to start a business and of course, 
Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like hit the easy button. Oh, we're rich. Right. And that's just right. like it's like, no, start a business. And then it's like this spaghetti. And then that's somehow right. you mm-hmm. get out the other side of it. So that's yeah. I love that part yeah. of your story, Pete. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. And most people just share the positive news. So it's like you don't know that there's ever you think you think of those sort of companies yeah. out there. They never have a hiccup. But I guarantee you that even the companies that are like you think are untouchable are having plenty of hiccups. Uh, oh, so. yeah. And if they are, um, that's that's yeah. where warning comes in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something's not quite right. So cool. Um, awesome. So, yeah, having fun. All right, and that's another episode of Wayfinding Growth. It's time for us to set sail. Community, I want to thank you for your engagement and your listenership. Of course, this is all about you. If you do have topics that you want us to cover, make sure you hit us up. It's wg at impulsecreative.com. You'll get a hold of Remington and myself. Make sure you go over to the YouTubes, hit that bell for instant notifications, hit the subscribe button while you're there. And if you're on the move, then make sure you check us out on iTunes as well. Of course, that means Spotify, Stitcher, all those places make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review or maybe a couple stars and some nice words but until next time make sure you are doing what you can do to make your business successful and make sure you're heading out away from that dock of mediocrity into the shore of success